0: Hi everybody and welcome to part two of Wrong Term Memories, dive into your opinions and anonymous opinions on the internet. My name is Jack.
1: And, uh my name's Colin. Yeah, we, we started recording this show last week and our our little five minute intro section became the full show <laughs> <laughs> because we were either talking too much rubbish or we were just producing too much quality audio, Jack. I don't know, I'll maybe let the, the listeners decide or maybe let our executive producers, the really important top dogs, decide. Remind us who they are.
0: It's Mark Brown, Robert McMillan, Sandy McCarty, Stuart Glass and Andy Sladen. So, big shout out to you and big shout out to everybody else that is a patron. You find us dot com forward slash term memory if you want to get some juicy bonus content once a week. So, well, uh, we covered our listeners' opinions last week, mate, and we may as well just dive straight into the internet's opinions, anonymous opinions, basically, and... Some of these are a little bit, maybe a little bit more out there um, than some of the ones we covered last week. But um, I'm sure we'll have an opinion on these people's opinions.
1: Yeah, I think all we probably good. will. Yeah, definitely. Especially this first one. Love to hear your thoughts on this, Jack. Um, most people are at heart stupid, selfish, and irrational creatures who are just one charismatic leader away from fascism. We love to believe that the Nazis were inhuman aberrations, but there are hundreds of people in every city in the world who, if given absolute power, would systematically persecute and abuse whole swathes of the population in a similar way
0: right okay um this this is this is get nuanced to it this one because i do i do kind of agree that humans are, are irrational um I think to make a truly rational choice is is difficult for people because they can't get those get those irrationalities out of their head. Whether or not we're just one fucking mad leader away from sort of fascism and that sort of that term gets bandied about a lot of fascism. And I don't particularly think a lot of people really understand what it is. I don't particularly under, understand it in any depth, but fascism always involves violence like that, that's sort of one of the, the key things uh, with fascism is a, a violent way of getting your own way basically and um, i don't know if we're particularly close to that way some charismatic leader coming along and saying look get the fucking get your army shows on and let's start fucking being violent horrible cunts i'm not really sure if that it's true to be perfectly honest with you. So I don't know. Uh, the, the current the current regime
1: in Scotland isn't that far away from it really. <laughs> but um yeah, nah, like if you think about it, if to think about UK as as a wide, Jack, we've had the opportunity in the last ten years or so where we could have had something like that and fucking Nigel Farage. And he was rejected gratefully and told to get to fuck. So I don't think we're just one step away from that taking over and becoming a thing. But I yeah, think it, you're right. People are people are selfish. People are uh, stupid, that's definitely true, but I don't know if they're quite as bad as all that, do you think?
0: No, no, I don't, like, and even with Nigel Farage, his, if he was to suddenly become their leader, in inverted commas, it, it wouldn't be a fascist leadership, because he wouldn't, I'm pretty sure wouldn't.
1: Wouldn't be allowed.
0: There would, yeah, but there wouldn't be the violence involved. Like, that's the thing, like I say, that's the thing with fascism, there's always always violence is a very much term that gets bandied about that was really only prevalent probably in the sort of 30s and 40s. Like right, real fascists, okay. the Italians, um, some of the Spanish, I suppose, maybe um, in the 20s and 30s were could be labelled fascists. But it's kind of not a thing, really. Um, in the last sort of 50, 60 years, fascism doesn't particularly exist. Don't get me wrong, there's probably people listening to this that think, oh, look at some of the fascist leaderships in Africa, and I suppose maybe there, um, there is some sort of leaders that that's all it's about, is the violence, the taking over, the sort of rule with an iron fist out thing. But no, Mm -hmm. um, I don't think in a sort of Western society it could happen. you never know. Um, You never know what might happen in the next couple of years, next... 100 years there might be some crazy cunt comes and decides this is the way forward and manages to get enough people on board because even after the war, World War Two, there were a lot of sort of opinion polls and stuff like that um, held in held in Germany in the sort of late 40s, early 50s um, to try and sort of um, build up a picture of what people felt, you know, because there was a concerted, like um, road to of denazification, basically. Yeah, and still in the fifties, something like ten percent of the German population kind of agreed with Nazism, and thought it just wasn't done right, but agreed with the principles of it. And that's a massive. That's a massive portion of any population, ten percent. Yeah, and that's not. That's not. It is a minority in the sense that it's a minority, but it's a very fucking big minority. So, again, loving today, today's side, I'm not 100% sure I agree with that. Um, but, fingers crossed it doesn't happen. Fingers crossed. You know, it's all kicking off in fucking Ukraine just now. I don't follow that particularly closely. Uh, Ukraine Russia and Putin, I suppose, is that. He's the one guy you could point to that would go like, yeah, he's he's sort of got those leadership skills, in inverted commas, where he might be able to get hundreds of thousands of people to agree with him. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're recording
1: we're recording this episode uh, nine days before it's due to go out, Jack. Yeah. So this this could become terribly aged, but I've had the feeling the last couple of days, this whole Ukraine and Russia thing, it's probably something that I should be more interested in and worried about, but I'm kind of just, ah, fuck it, it'll be nothing. Um, But it seems to be getting serious now. So, yeah, um, it won't affect us because we're too old to get sent out to fight. But uh, And I wear contact lenses as well, so I'd be doubly all right, but it's... It's a bit worrying if Russia's going to start actually just attacking folk.
0: I've got gout, guys. I can't even make it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next anonymous opinion. (laughs) I can't agree with this one. Kids are not as amazing as people make them out to be. Full stop.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, people see their kids through tainted glasses, don't they? Or tinted glasses, I should say if they're your kids then they are amazing and if they're kids that are pretty close to you from family or good friends then i think you see them as being more amazing as well because you've got a a connection to them and it means something to you but just the general line that all kids are amazing isn't true and you don't want to be sat beside them on an airplane you don't want to be
0: i I don't want to be in our company for any longer about 10 minutes
1: I like them when they're wee babies. I quite like wee babies. Wee babies are quite cute and they can be quite fun, but when they get a little bit of a. Uh, I don't know. When they get a little bit older, they can be a get little,
0: little bit, bit mouthy. Bit, a little bit mouthy. A little like bit questiony. Just... What's that? What's that? What's that? <laughs> <Ask your laughs> ma. I don't care. <laughs> oh, nah, they're, they're great.
1: But <laughs> small dull I suppose, unless they're yours and you love them.
0: Yeah, that's it. Right. No, this one's quite interesting. Um, because I'm, I'm going to read it and then I'm going to ask you when you thought somebody wrote this, right, just okay. out of curiosity. Geek culture is one of the most shallow cultures ever.
1: Okay. Mm. All right. Um, you, you, your assumption would be that it's been written pre- pretty recently because the whole geek culture has exploded in the last couple of years. Um, but I bet you it's probably older than you think because you've asked that. When was it written?
0: Yeah, because I've asked that. This was written 11 years ago on Reddit. Oh wow, um,
1: I don't agree with it mate, I don't think it is shallow, Like it's, it's a culture which is very all-encompassing, you can be a geek about comic books, you can be a geek about movies, a geek about TV shows, a geek about, I don't know, um, Funko Pop dolls, wrestling, you can be a geek about anything, so to say that it's shallow, I don't know if that's the right thing to say about it at all.
0: I kind of agree with it, I'll be honest with you. Um... I think there is a shallow nature to it. I think that they'd like to see themselves as as not being shallow, but if you think about it, see if if your geekdom does involve, um, let's say, Dragon Ball Z or uh, Pokemon or whatever. There's a hierarchy within that. You can be, oh, you, oh, this guy thinks he knows everything about fucking Pokemon and Pikachu and shit but I don't know. That's the thing I kind of think. Like if you're not geeky enough, if you're not right involved enough, you can probably get looked down upon in that culture. But is that just the same with any culture? There's going to be snobbery, there's going to be people thinking they're better than you.
1: Well, there would be, yeah, because if you think about it, from a football point of view, if you support a Premier League team, if you're a Liverpool fan and somebody else supports, I don't know, Barrow United or something like that, you're going to say as a Liverpool fan, what's the fucking point of supporting Barrow? Like going to a game with 13 people and stuff like that. Um, See, I,
0: so don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly agree with that, mate. Like, I think, I think when it comes to football fans, like we we support we support the biggest team in Scotland. If somebody wants to fucking support Partick Thistle or Pollock Juniors, I don't look down on them at all. Oh, I like, totally well,
1: do. I don't, I don't oh, see man, the I, I do not see
0: the uh, I see. Point. That, That's probably where we differ. If you want to fucking go and watch Paul Junior's and pay £5 and have a pint after that, fucking go for it, man. I don't care. Yeah.
1: Nah, I just don't see the point of it. It, must be, it just must be shit. But I say that because I, I support one of the, the biggest and most successful teams in the world. So I've grew up with nothing but success and nothing but right. joy. So the idea of going and watching a team that never wins anything is completely alien to me. So maybe that's why I just think it's pointless because thank God
0: I've never really had to experience it. Yeah, my, no, like I say is like if you want to, if you want to, I understand that. I don't, I don't particularly, I mean, I'm not going to date myself. You know what I mean? But one, one of my, one of my pals got into Paul Juniors about, um, Paul Juniors for years that don't know are a junior football team in Glasgow. One of the sort of more famous teams in that sort of genre of football, and he started going about ten years ago. And I'm pretty sure he eventually like that this maybe got away bit. It was I'm pretty sure he eventually gave up his season ticket at Ibrox to just go and watch Park Juniors, right? He just because it was like a, just it just it was it was close to his house. There was a there was a part a, of it and all that. There was a small community vibe about it, and he just kind of. You still support. sports Rangers. Still watches Rangers, but um, doesn't go to any of the games and just goes to the Pollock games. It's a money saver as well, I suppose. I think if you want, is. if you want that sort of grassroots football stuff, then I um, all for me. But yeah, um, we started talking about geek culture, and I think I think geeks are starting to look down on people, whereas they were always they oppressed, they were always looked down upon, and it's because it sort of took off, it started to eat itself a little bit. I think. Personally. Yeah. So I agree yeah, with that
1: guy. Probably something there, I suppose. Um, here's another one about children. Um, popping out a baby does not make you the keeper of infinite wisdom. Some people should not be allowed to pass genetic material on, such as people who have ten children on welfare. Only people with a minimum of high school education should be allowed to vote. There is no democracy without education. Nutrition should be taught from kindergarten. People with obese children should be prosecuted for child abuse. Jail for 99% of the inmates should be rehabilitation and work, preferably community work. The 1% that should not be allowed, it would be the serial rapists and the serial murderers. Religions should not be tax-free, but should be taxed in accordance with the intermaintainment industry. And all taxes gathered from religions should go to education. Will we break this one down bit by bit?
0: Yeah, we need to. When I copied and pasted this, I didn't realise... I thought it was just about babies and infinite wisdoms and like yeah. how parents... I um, didn't
1: realise it was one of these 1% people in prison writing it on shit on a wall. Basically <laughs> <then>. <laughs> um,
0: no, right, we'll, we'll start with uh, popping out a baby does not make you the keeper of infinite wisdom. Um, some people should not be allowed to pass their genetic material on. Um, only people with a minimum of high school education should be allowed to vote. I think... Um, that we can sort of group them together. There's no democracy without education. So that's probably one point now. Um, should you have to set a test before you have a win?
1: <laughs> so there, there, there is a train of thought that there, there, there is, and I don't know if it's one I could get behind because it, it just seems a bit much, um, but the, the idea is that women should be sterilised at birth, basically. And then when they come to an age where it's the right time to have children, they have some sort of a test some sort of a fit and proper person test and such and then they become almost unsterilized right i think it sounds utterly barbaric it's fucking eugenics man yeah right? <laughs> i can understand to some extent the idea behind it but the actual the actual act of doing that and what that actually means i think it's far too much um I, the, I human, think the human the human races are,
0: had fucking idiots since the begin since since fucking 300,000 years ago whatever Exactly. It's heard it's heard simpletons in we're here now. So no, I can't, I can't get behind that. This sounds like it's been written by maybe somebody that's a fucking lawyer or a doctor or something that looks down upon the working class or whatever and thinks, Oh, look at them.
1: Possibly, yeah.
0: Like really yeah. snotty.
1: Yeah, I mean the point about people having um ten children while well, they're on welfare or on benefits as he would call it. I can understand the the idea behind that because you are bringing children into poverty in some ways. You are relying on the government to support you and your choice to have family. But your choice to have family and your choice to have kids is exactly that. It is your choice. And I don't think your bank balance should have that much of a determination on it. And I would dare to say that if somebody's on welfare or on benefits, they're going to be on benefits or welfare regardless of their family situation. Mm-hmm. If you took the kids away, I don't think they're suddenly going to get a mad inkling to go out and start working yeah. or anything like that. So I don't think you can really link the kids and the fact that they're on benefits together.
0: Um, nutrition should be taught from primary school on. People with obese children should be prosecuted for child abuse.
1: Don't agree with that, obviously. Oh. Um, but I, yeah, There's definitely work you could do nutrition-wise, for sure. I think I think there's a, a fairly high percentage of adults, mate that could benefit from that as well, myself included.
0: But it's very much linked, again, to social class. It really is. I think it's a, it's a societal thing that fucking fresh fruit No, it is more, it is more expensive, and chicken dippers are a pound a packet, and your kids eat them. It, yeah, it's a social thing again. I, again, I think this guy comes. Whoever's written this is some sort of middle class fucking prick. That if he walked into the pub, you'd go like, "Oh no, here comes Tarquin, Get to fuck, man. This guy's <laughs> a wank." Yeah. You know, like that's what I think that this where this is coming from.
1: No, it's true. Like you could, you could teach someone all the nutritional advice in the world. However, if you go up to Tesco, and it's a pound for four Mars bars, or two pound for four apples, you're going to buy the Mars bars. But most people with any sort of uh, financial issues are going to buy the Mars bars and not the apples. Sadly, so I think it's a far bigger, a far bigger issue than just your bank balance and your nutritional knowledge.
0: I, it's like putting theory into practice. I'm thirty seven, I fucking know that apples and oranges are better for me than uh, Mars bars and dime bars, but I fucking like a dime bar, so <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> uh, jail for ninety nine percent of inmates should be rehabilitation and work, preferably community work. Uh, the one per cent um that shouldn't be allowed out are serial rapists and serial murderers. Is that- right.
1: Can I take this one first? Yeah, go, go, go. So, yes, I think that far, far more, far, far, far more of prison should be rehabilitation. It should be more work. It should be more education when they're in there. I totally agree with that. However, what this guy's saying is that the only people that shouldn't get that, the only people that should actually be locked up in a cage are the serial rapists and the serial murders. So if you just do one old rape or one old murder, that's okay in this guy's book. Um, I think that's just far too much. Um, but yeah, there should be a lot more in prison to rehabilitate, to nurture these people and try and educate them and make them better because the reoffending rates are massive in this country. The, pre- the actual price of keeping a prisoner as well, Jack, is so so expensive, and I don't think you get value for it because for some people are almost career criminals at this point. They're going out of the jail like it's a holiday and. probably do need to do something about it to try and fix these people because to end up in there in the first place, there's something broken, there's something not right with you and it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy at this point, I think, that if your life takes you down a path and you go to jail once you're probably going to go there a second and a third time and that's a big shame
0: Well that's it, I I think the guys numbers and categories are are totally skewed with but there is a decent point in there, Like like you mentioned, I watch Uh, Minkan occasionally watch the sort of World's Toughest Prisons type thing on Netflix Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's supposed to be a guy that was put in jail for I think he served 12 years in jail for a murder he didn't commit and he goes about all the prisons in the world to see how shitty it is like in fucking Bermuda and in Pakistan and Australia blah 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 he goes to all these really horrible places but he done one where he went to the uh, the Supermax in Norway pretty sure it was Norway anyway Norway or iceland and it was a. I'm not gonna say a holiday camp because that's a fucking cliched term but it was basically like a an open prison but it was for really fucking serious criminals you right, know? Okay. and it, it tends to not an open prison in the sense that you can just uh, go and visit your mates but there was like it was like like dormitories there was fucking open rooms the guards would sit down speak to the people because if you, treat animal, if you treat people like animals, you're going to get fucking animals. Yeah. And their revisitism, vid- re- vid- re- I can't remember the exact word, I fucked it up again, but the, the rate of reoffending there was, I think it was like 30%. So one in three end up being a criminal again. Whereas in other countries, especially America and the UK, it's like 80%. But the... There was a murderer who had um, killed a guy, shot him, buried him, and he only got caught 12 months later. He tried to escape, and he was in this prison. And like I say, he was getting to sit, make his dinner, make coffee, clean up, sort of live a life, but he was still, like, freedom was still taken away from him. But I get the feeling that if he gets out again, he's not going to go back to being a drug dealer. He's not going to go back to being a murderer. Whereas I think here the chances are you fucking learn more tricks, you get treated like an animal, you learn how to be sneaky, you learn how to fucking know how to abuse people, manipulate people. Whereas treating somebody like a person for a couple of years before they get let out, give them a job, they go 95, they they become an electrician, they learn those skills. I definitely think that gives the person coming out of jail a massive, massive chance of not coming back. But it was costing them something like hundred and seventy thousand pounds a year per prisoner or something like that, something like yeah, that. Whereas here it's, it's like four
1: times the average or something, isn't
0: it? Yeah. So, if you're the family member of the guy that get murdered, you're sort of looking at that guy going, "He's fucking like, he's got a recording studio. Like he <laughs> he, he plays the drums on a Tuesday and like makes music. He shouldn't be doing that." But then oh, that's it. It's punishment v rehabilitation, and yeah. how how much you balance that. Because the guys, can you say are, was that,
1: Jack? did you say it was Norway? I
0: think it was Norway or Iceland, mate. It was one of the, one of those sort of progressive Scandinavian countries, anyway. Yeah. It's one of these
1: places where it's like nine pound a pint. So if you want to pay nine pound a pint, that's what we can give your prisoners. So <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know I definitely see somewhere in the middle of the two would definitely work for me.
0: Religion should not be tax free. It should be taxed in accordance with the entertainment industry taxes, all taxes gathered should go into education. I, I don't think that religion should be taxed for, you know, the kid on uh-huh. your know, fucking religion, so you don't need to pay tax. Um, nah, fuck that. That's, just, yeah. I, that's basically how Scientology was started and took off, you know. Uh, I'll just yeah. pick a religion and make all this money.
1: Yeah, why does every single church in the world need a new roof? Fuck off, they're at it.
0: Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not going to take a deep dive into the religious debates of the day, but I am a I kind of agree with his last point there. There should be some sort of tax on religion, yeah.
1: Definitely. Um, okay. Kind um, of following on
0: from this, mate, the next point, yeah.
1: It sounds like it's the same guy. Um, hmm. The the un, the uninformed, uneducated and ignorant masses should not have an equal vote. Basically, democracy isn't the best form of government. Okay. I'm going to be super controversial here. I kind of agree with him, Jack, and I know you definitely 100% won't. Um, I do think it's a bit mad, right, that we have a bunch of idiots kicking about and their vote is as valid as mine Um, when they could literally just be going in and just ticking a box for something they don't even understand. I do think there should be some sort of basic understanding of politics and understanding of where you are in the world and what these different parties are offering before you're allowed to cast your vote upon it. Because, especially if you look at Scotland as an example, if the Conservative Party came to Scotland, Jack, right, and created an absolute utopia, the ideal form of living, and everything was going to be ten times better for everybody, I reckon there's about a third of Scots that just would not vote for them out of principle because of something they did to their grandfathers 50 years ago. Um, if you think about there's people in Scotland that vote the SNP just because they've got Scotland in their title, and there's, there's just a one policy party and stuff like that. So I do think there's a hell of a lot of votes that don't come from a place of education and a place of actual understanding. It's what their families did. It's what they think they should do. So I do think there should be some sort of, it's not a test to be able to vote, but there, there should be something. Yeah, I do, but I don't know the answer to it. So I'm not helping here because I, don't, I can't give you an exact description of what it should be, but I do I think there's some valid, valid to that argument. I I
0: see, I'm I'm gonna probably surprise you here. It's it's not that I, you said I will one hundred percent disagree with you. I don't I don't mate. I, I think um perhaps like she you modern studies at school, right? Yeah. That was basically you couldn't do that until like fourth year or something at school.
1: I've heard like you, it was,
0: I've heard of like so it wasn't it it was it wasn't on the national curriculum. But I think when you you go to secondary school then, from the age of 12, so your first, second, third and fourth year, for those four years there should be some sort of modern studies, political science studies, something like that, so you you do sort of understand that there's grey areas, there's no just fucking right wing bad, left wing good, fucking yellow good, blue bad, because that's the way it is, and I 100% agree with that, because there is grey areas and you need to be able to sort of walk that out and then like me just don't fucking vote anyway so <laughs> boom but no I, I kind of i kind of agree that maybe not a test but it should be taught earlier and um, once you've maybe hit your teenage years um because obviously in Scotland the well, they abused that by saying, oh, like let's lower the vote to 16 because they're more malleable. Like, we can we can bend 16, 17-year-old minds much more easier because they don't know anything. You don't know anything at fucking 16. You're a fucking stupid wee cunt at 16. <laughs> <Right? laughs> And if you put posters in front of 16-year-olds for weeks and weeks and months and months and years and years on end about this is good, this is good, it's going to get into their psyche. Maybe not so much now with the the social media side of things, but yeah, I do think that um, teaching this instead of, maybe not instead of anything, just sort of lumping it into your history lessons or something so that um, there's a basis of knowledge there that things aren't so black and white. Yeah, I can kind of get behind that, man. Um, I don't, I don't think everybody's vote is equal. <laughs> yeah, so I don't disagree with them. It surprised you?
1: <laughs> yeah, you have surprised me. I tell you what, everybody should be allowed to vote because we do live in a democratic society. But I think my votes be worth two or three times some of the, some other people's. One
0: hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. These are all from the one person, so we'll take uh, uh, one bullet point each. Basically, I disagree with this first one. Circumcision isn't horrible. Isn't a horrible barbaric procedure to do to a baby boy. Only on Reddit have I encountered such vitriol for anyone with his opinion. I don't know, mate. I, I still can't get past the bit of, you are just chopping a bit of a person's body off before they fucking have a clue what's going on, man. Yes. I can't get,
1: oh. I can
0: get past that. Like, I've spoken about this before. I don't have a foreskin, but I was born with a birth defect that meant you need to take his foreskin off. It was split. Yeah. I know it's disgusting, you don't really want to hear it. So it took half me when I was a baby. I've never known anything different. It's never had an impact on my life negatively. So there's an argument there that does it really make a difference? No, but like it wasn't, it was a medical choice. It was like, yeah. like that's going to fuck up. when you get it out. So there's a medical reason for doing it. Just doing it because you believe in a fucking fairy is not on, I don't think.
1: Yeah, um, Jack isn't quite telling the full truth there. Jack was actually born with a huge penis. Oh, and yeah, they had to do something. I never different. said
0: that had a wee penis. I said that had a split foreskin. It was massive, but it was split. It was, his name was um, tiny. It was a baby penis. Yeah.
1: Let's look at it from three different places, right? You've got one, which is done for a religious reason. You've got two, it's done for a health related reason. And you've got three, which I think is a more American type thing, but it's done for supposed cleanliness reasons. Um, the cleansing issues I've never really understood because I've got a I've got a lovely foreskin and it's always clean as a whistle. Just wash um, it. Wow. Yeah, just wash it. It's, <laughs> it's actually quite nice wash I quite enjoy it. Um number two, um, if it's done because of a health reason, then yes, of course you do. That's not barbaric, that's protecting you from something that's not quite right. Number three, doing it for religion, religious reasons, yes, get that to fuck. Like I do not know how any god, I don't believe in any god, right, but if I did believe in a god I don't know why that god would care if I had foreskin or not. And I, I'm not I'm not opening this up to why a certain religion does it and why they're wrong, because I think any of it would be wrong. I don't know what that's got to do with your religion and why it's valid.
0: Yeah, no, I think we're, pretty, we're on the same page there, mate. Uh, video games are worse than drugs when it comes to distracting and demotivating people from doing something with their life.
1: No, they're not worse than drugs. Drugs are far worse. Drugs will kill you. Um, video
0: games will not. Um, but he's talking about being distracting, demotivating. He's not talking about like health. Yeah.
1: Well, he's saying it's distracting you from doing something with your life. Um,
0: demotivating it, you.
1: I don't know. It's, it's, it's television and television, cinema, music, movies. Surely they're all the same. Then, if they, they distract you and demotivate you from doing other things, don't they? Mm. Books would do the same. I don't know why we're putting one form of entertainment into its category on its own
0: there? Yeah, fair enough. Um I don't like think I agree with the guy, I'm just saying. Um yeah. he's not talking about life or death, he's talking about distracting and demotivating. Um which is slightly different. So it is a nuanced point, I suppose, and nah. Aye, drugs will fuck you up. Drugs <laughs> Video games are, I dunno both video games fuck you up, you know what I mean? Um I know Waynes that play fucking Grand Theft Auto that are they going about killing prostitutes. Uh, yeah,
1: we're probably we're probably the first generation that grew up playing games that were a bit risky and a bit out there and me and you're perfectly well adjusted and lovely.
0: Yeah. Digitally created art will never be as artistically worthwhile as something created by hand with actual materials. Uh, absolute nonsense. So you think um going to Canva or going on to your Photoshop or and creating something as on a par with getting a paintroad?
1: I think it is, yeah. Like, I think that
0: skill set is different, but it's a different still skill, skill set.
1: You're still creative, you're still creating something. It's just because you're doing it digitally rather than in the analog sense. I don't see why one's any better than the other. If you look at, let's just look at Disney as an example. Go watch Mickey Mouse from 1930 when it was just done with a fucking paper and a pencil, and now watch the latest Pixar movie and tell me that that new Pixar movie isn't more artistically worthwhile.
0: There would so... be people that would argue, like, the, the new Tom and Jerry's, for example. We spoke about Tom and Jerry maybe on this show or another show. But the old Tom and Jerry's made in the 40s and 50s, maybe hand-drawn shit like that. Again, it's probably just nostalgia because I watched them when I was a child. They're better than these computer-animated things.
1: Uh, do you not think this? it's the stories, though, and your memories of the stories that are better? It's not how the actual characters look. <clears throat>
0: I, it's probably that I, like I said, it's, it is nostalgia kicking in because nostalgia is one of those things that's very fucking personal as well. I liked it when I was young, therefore it's better. But it's, I, I do think it's hard to get past that. Um, it's also like
1: you can, in terms of saying something, the, worth, the, the word, sorry, I can't speak here, the word worthwhile is a big word in this sentence as well right. because if you're going to create something digitally, then I, I could create the background. I say, I see me, right? But you could create the background to a whole tv Mm. series digitally and just keep reproducing it and reproducing it and reproducing it and using it over and over again and it cuts out so much time from that design process and actually making something Mm. whereas if you're going to do everything by hand it's going to take you 10 times as long to create anything of any good worth or content so it's definitely worthwhile doing stuff digitally and it's a skill just the same as picking up a pen pick up an an apple pencil there's no different skill level to picking up a pencil it's just doing it differently
0: yeah, I think worthwhile, like you say, is probably the the wrong word for the guy to use. I suppose that's these NFT sort of things that are coming into sort of um, light nowadays. Like, and The best kind of way I've heard it described is you can look at a picture of the Mona Lisa, but you don't own it. So these NFTs, you can look at something, but you don't own it. I still can't really wrap my head around it, to be honest with you, man.
1: I heard someone during the week describe NFTs as... Um... The hugest, um, biggest, most obvious money laundering scheme the world's ever seen, and I, I find it hard to disagree with it.
0: Yeah, a lot of the I think there's a lot of fucking debate about it. You know, Man City recently signed up with a an NFT company, and like just some guy on Twitter started to take a deep dive into the, the company that owned it and tried to look up who the managing directors was. Couldn't they find a picture of them on the internet, and they linked in they nothing couldn't find any history on these guys and basically came to the conclusion that there were just three fucking fake, fake profiles, Jimmy McBoyle or whatever, Frank and Graham own NFT Man City. And Man City actually looked into it and eventually cancelled the contract there. I think there's a lot of fucking cyber criminality going on with it, yeah.
1: Absolutely. John Terry's
0: involved in it and he's a fucking simpleton, so. Yeah, he is a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but he's getting um, like Ashley Cole and fucking Kaka and shit involved or maybe, you know, Kaka, Willianna something, or something are getting involved because it's an easy way to make a fucking lot of money When it's a pyramid scheme? He's you, there at the top or whatever, so. Yeah. we <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know I mean, no, Ashley Cole will do anything
1: for money. He just wants to buy mobile phones, that guy. Yeah. Um, Pirates, pirates are lame. Are lame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ninjas, not as much, but still stale. Um, pirates are so much cooler than fucking ninjas. Don't even start.
0: Yeah, but okay. pirates are all right. All, right. all yeah. priests are not pedophiles. Well, that's just a statement yeah. of fact, because all yeah, of them are <laughs> Some of them yeah. are, some of them aren't. Yeah.
1: There's a higher percentage of priests' pedophiles than butchers, per se, or candlestick makers. But <laughs> um, to say that all priests are not pedophiles is 100% true.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Uh, People need to read more books, seriously. I'm so sick of this anti-intellectual movement that cropped up the last few years where people don't actually read anything. They just go on Wikipedia. Fuck you. (laughs) Don't say that about us and find something that proves them right and that's that. There's no personal growth, just reinforcement of your own ideas. Pick up a book, read it and then form an opinion. Now, to think that that books in themselves aren't written with bias is also a, a pretty dumb stance to come from if you read a book written by a guy who believes in fucking space monsters it's going to speak about space monsters if you read a one about God it's going to believe in God so just reading a book I don't think um, is the way forward but I think checking multiple sources is probably something you, you should better be doing like reading an opposing argument rather than just take the first one be it in a book or not Yeah, I think
1: no absolutely Um, it's I, I like that people should read more books, right? So, see if he just said his statement was people need to read more books, then totally agree with that. However, you, you can go online and you can research and read things online that will give you just as much validity as reading a book will. And the idea that you just need to a, read a book and suddenly you'll have all these opinions and ideas just isn't true. Um, That's an, another person whose opinion is designed to try and make themselves seem cleverer than they are.
0: The... the anti-intellectual movement that he speaks of here that seems to have cropped up. I do kind of get that a little bit, like, that there is quite a large section of people that go, oh, look at smarty pants over there. And I don't particularly like that. If if someone cuts an expert on something valuable, like an expert in history an expert in science, I don't go, oh, look at fucking... Mister Note all over there. Well, he does note all because he's been practicing it, so I can kind of get that, get behind yeah, that there, a little bit. Yeah, there, but, there is a
1: bit of a thing just about people taking pride in being stupid, or celebrating people that are stupid. If, like Joey Essex and people like that, suddenly become famous people and they're famous for being thick, right. then yeah, that's that's a sad indictment of current affairs
0: for sure. Right, uh, luxury items, Colin, are absolute pointless trash. Your Gucci belts, dumb. Your Porsche is objectively worse than my Toyota Corolla. Your design clothes are lower quality than the generic brand. Your expensive shoes are literally pointless. All of this exists to display wealth and isn't actually useful or even prestigious. Hey, okay,
1: Um I don't have a Gucci belt, right? But if I did, it wouldn't be any dumber than any other belt because it's a fucking belt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> A Porsche is not worse than a Toyota Corolla, right? It's probably, value for money-wise, Toyota Corolla's probably your best bet, but a Porsche is going to be massively more fun. Uh, designer clothes are lower quality than the generic brand. In some instances, they might be, and some they certainly won't. And your expensive shoes are literally pointless. I don't believe that to be true. Most shoes are quite pointy at the end. This guy is a fucking idiot, and he didn't spell clothes properly either.
0: Oh, cloths, you know I... Your designed um,
1: cloths are lower quality. So is your spelling, mate.
0: But what do you think of the opinion that some countries just shown off? The,
1: the undoubtedly are, mate. Is that, is that a bad thing? shown off? I don't think it's a bad thing, um, I, and I say that as somebody that I don't wear the only designer clothes I own are, are shoes. Basically, I don't wear I don't wear designer jeans, designer t-shirts, any of that stuff. I'm not into it, so I'm not I'm not really in this fight. I'll be honest. But people if what people want to buy stuff and people can afford to buy it, then yeah bigger issue for me with this whole thing is youngsters fucking buying 100 pound t-shirts on clara and things like that and getting themselves into debt to wear designer stuff that's the stuff that's stupid that's the stuff that's pointless and shouldn't be happening but if you can afford it and it makes you feel better you buy whatever you want
0: but surely that's again a massive societal thing nowadays with the fucking kardashians on the telly fucking the the essex cunts on the telly and yeah, look, fucking Jimmy Essex is wearing a fucking <laughs> £400 designer. Hermes belt. Hermes belt. Oh, I need get that, otherwise think hang them shit. Like, that that's pretty rubbish. But if you've got the money, fucking spend it on what you want. Don't go a fuck. I don't care. If you want to spend a grand on a fucking jacket, magic, go for it. You've got the money. But like you say, don't be fucking putting yourself out to do it, man. To keep up with the Joneses, basically. Yeah. Absolutely. Right, I'll let you take this next one, mate, because I think you're probably more in a place to maybe pass comment on it because you know me and my musical taste and opinions. Okay, so rap artists should not be allowed in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
1: Here are some of the rap artists that have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Jay-Z, LL Cool J, The Notorious B.I.G., Tupac, NWA, Public Enemy, Beastie Boys, and Run DMC. Now, I think you could maybe make a case for the Beastie Boys as they play instruments, but NWA, come on. I mean, when I think of rock and roll, I'm never going to put some Tupac on. I've seen Run DMC Live, a fun show, but it's not rock and roll. I've owned albums from several of these rappers. I'm not against anyone getting recognition for their work, but just get the category right for that particular Hall of Fame. Would you put Metallica into the Hip Hop Hall of Fame? Should Wayne Gretzky be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Just make a rap hall of fame instead. Um, it's just absolute nonsense. It's the, the rock and roll hall of fame, by default, has became the the main hall of fame for music. It originally started off as the rock hall and fame, but it now just as a musical hall of fame. And to exclude somebody because they do rap is absolutely crazy. The biggest rock star in the world just now is Kanye West, and you should say he would be excluded from that just because he does rap. You've said the Beastie Boys should be allowed in because they play instruments every single person you've mentioned have got samples in the background, they've got music in the background, there's instruments being played in all of this music that they're putting together. So if you're going to accept the Beastie Boys and you have to accept the rest of them as well, you're just stupid and you don't like rap music
0: and I don't like you. I kind of agree with him a little bit here. Like, <laughs> Well, I don't like you either. <laughs> well, well, I think it's a simple name change then. Like I... Because I do kind of think that rock and roll is like is like a band basically, like a rock and roll band. I don't know. I just feel like yeah, putting a rap artist in there just doesn't no, it doesn't no fit. Is there a rap hall of fame? Or is there a
1: there probably is a rap hall of fame, but it's not a big deal because there's there is one industry hall of fame, which is the the rock and roll hall of fame, and that's the most recognised one. Yeah, okay, and. Things evolve, music evolves, people's interest in music evolve. I mean, when music started and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame started, you probably only had classical music and rock and roll as options. Right. And um, Obviously, music's changed since then, and that, that Hall of Fame has just become the default Hall of Fame. If it's the default um, Hall
0: of Fame, should they just change it to default Hall of Fame or music or Hall whole, of Fame? Yeah,
1: just, just do that, yeah. It's, I think, I think a simple
0: sense. name change might save a lot of this pissing, pissing your pants about it.
1: Yeah, because that, that's what it is. It's pissing your pants about it. And would you put Metallica into the Hip Hop Hall of Fame? No, because they're already in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and that's the main one. So why would you want like to put them in a wee lesser one? So it's just silly. It's like, it's just these silly award ceremonies and this happens to be the most important one. So that's the one that counts.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree with him. If it, if it was to stay as a rock and roll, again, I kind of feel like you need to be a band or whatever to get in there. But again... um. Who really cares? Um, If you're riding a bike for anything other than a commute, you should never be on the road. Find a bike path. Get on the damn sidewalk. Ride around your neighbourhood. I don't care. Just stay off the road. (laughs) Uh, I can take this one. Uh, Nonsense. Um,
1: They should be allowed on the road. Uh, What I will say is that they uh, they should pay a percentage of road tax that cars pay, and they should have some sort of identification or registration system, the way cars do so that any bad behaviour by a cyclist is punishable and they have to obey the same sort of laws as car drivers do. Um, there's nothing more annoying when stopping at a traffic light and a cyclist just drives right through it. Stuff like that it shouldn't be allowed and it just gives the rest of them a bad name, but we're trying to protect the planet, we're trying to get more eco-friendly, we're trying to get cars off the road, so we should be encouraging more people to go out on bikes. Um, so absolute nonsense. However, they probably should police the cycling a little bit better in terms of id and cyclists and
0: stuff like that it's something i've never thought about until you said it the 30 seconds ago i think that's a no bad idea The sort of um having a qr code or something that's readable on your bike it tells you who you are so if you're a dickhead and you get caught on a camera being a dickhead you're a dickhead and you get treated the same as everybody else so yeah i'd literally never thought about that until you said that mate but i think that's a no bad idea actually so good stuff ikea furniture is piss easy to put together Everyone who says it's uh, confusion must be fucking stupid. Um, I've not put anything together for my key, I don't think.
1: I've put a fair few things together and I'm not particularly DIY. I'm not very good at that sort of stuff and I have managed it. Um, but I think if you don't do it, I don't think that makes you dumb. I just think you've got particular skill sets and people have got brains that work in different ways. A creative brain might be better at putting something together than an analytical brain or people use the brain for different things. So. It's just a sweeping statement. Some people will be good at it, some won't. It doesn't mean they're thick.
0: Uh, did you ever do your uh,
1: Tesla car trial thing? Nah, I've still not done it. Lockdown, had, lockdown got in the way and I never really bothered. Um, I might wait until the super truck comes out and do it with that.
0: Right, okay, because Tesla vehicles are poorly engineered vehicles wrapped in fancy trim, is this person's opinion.
1: If anything, they're overly engineered, I would say, rather than poorly, eh, given, my, given well, be it, my limited knowledge of them. Um, I don't know enough about them. They're 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 very much like overly engineered in terms of they they look into every single part of the car and it's like it's almost like your computer jack where you you actually get system downloads and system updates to your car as you own it and you may actually have a car that suddenly becomes slightly faster or brakes slightly better because of an upgrade they've done to the the computer on the car. So, right. There's a hell of a lot of engineering that goes on there, and to say it's poor is uh,
0: silly, I think. Right, okay. You take the next couple then, let's see what we get.
1: Yes, okay. So, paying money or waiting in line to meet celebrities is fucking weird. They're not your friend, they don't care about you, they simply want your money. Seeing people wait for hours or fork out hundreds or up to thousands of dollars to meet their favourite artist for ten seconds makes me cringe. What's your thoughts on that, Jack?
0: It's something I would never, I would never do. But saying that, you I mean, like you, you go to these uh, football nights with speakers, and I suppose part of your ticket price is to get that picture with them. Like you, you get to meet an idol, you get a picture. It's a, it's a memento that's personal to you. i don't have any qualms with it, to be honest. Like, I maybe get qualms if you're, like I have seen things where, like I don't know, let's say cardi b or something like that is on tour and you need to specifically pay 250 dollars for a photo opportunity i think mm-hmm. that's maybe taking the piss a little bit but if it's sort of bunched up into a nice meal you're sitting down you get a little bit of feedback it might be music it might be a speech and then you get a photo with them that's fine by me um i think like paying extortionate amounts to walk up and get that picture is maybe a little bit strange, but again, it's a personal momentum and if you want it, spend your money how you want, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's a really good point. I think for me, it's
0: the idea of paying
1: £250 to have a quick chat and a photograph of Cardi B is mental, but I don't like Cardi B. Um, put it, you said you don't think you'd ever do it, Jack. Would you not? You, you would pay 50 quid to be Arnold Schwarzenegger and get your photo taken with him. I, um...
0: I know, probably, probably right Like maybe but again if it was just a photo if I was literally waiting in a queue to walk in f- snap a photo and then walk away I don't know if I would Like if he was speaking at an event like I say and part of that price was a little bit of chat or whatever there was something extra then maybe but I don't know if I would literally just line up in a queue and get a photo with somebody I don't know myself if I, that's something I'd want to do no matter how famous or how much I love this person
1: I think there's this there's this there's, there's levels to it. I think there's people that you're you're fanatical about that you would do it for.
0: See, I'm not fanatical yeah. about anybody.
1: Yeah, well that's I would do it for Morrissey. I would do it for Kenny West. I would do it for Ali McCoist. Um I'm not sure if there's anybody else I would actually stand for
0: hours waiting to speak to. I bet, but again again yeah, there's levels there, there's levels you, there. You're not but, mad about like Facebook and
1: Instagram and stuff like that either. And some of it is just getting a picture with somebody to put on your socials. I that, get, does, that get doesn't that does at all, does it?
0: No, no. Um I feel that if scientists continue exploring the universe and its laws, we will discover bone chilling horrors better left unknown. That's my one for Andy. But I don't know, man. Like science is science because it keeps going. We've said this before. So I keep going and keep trying to figure it out. And if you find something that's a bit bone chilling, we we'll need to try and deal with it. I suppose. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's
1: it's there will be stuff to find. I think the oceans is a big one, mate. People always think about space and everything that's out there. If we keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into these oceans, some of this shit we see and find down there, species we didn't know existed, uh, organisms we didn't know existed, is quite scary and bone chilling. I would say even before you start thinking about space and what's not. It's
0: only scary in the oceans if that we decide to fucking move down there and start staying beside them. These cunts don't come up the way, so no, just let totally them be. <laughs> did, did you see? Um, did you see last week the guy in Sydney gets ate by a shark? Uh, no, no.
1: First time a guy. This, this is amazing. First shark attack that's killed somebody in Sydney in sixty
0: years. Is it that long? I know yeah. world. I know worldwide. I think there's two shark attacks a year, or three maybe that kill people. So it's like such a statistical anomaly that um, you would have thought that Australia would have been higher up there, but 60 years. Absolutely,
1: yeah, 60 years. It's a bad week for Australia. Um, Obviously, a a shark killed somebody in Sydney and uh, neighbours get cancelled. So a poor week for the Australians. Did they cancel neighbours? Yeah, Channel 5 is going to stop funding it and most of their money comes from Channel 5 in the UK. So it's getting cancelled. They're bringing Curly Manol back for the last episode. Seriously, there you are.
0: Yeah. Well, it doesn't impact. I'll let you take this next one because it's about Androids, mate. Okay, so here we go. Um, here's somebody with an agenda. People who claim
1: Androids are for poor people are financially <laughs> right. People who claim Androids are for poor people are financially illiterate. Famously, new iPhones are usually much more expensive than new flagship Android phones, while having much less user control customization, lower quality displays such as commonly having much lower pixel density than Android and commonly worse camera quality on certain measures not to mention the health scare with many iPhones having the potential to stop pacemakers if placed too close to the chest due to MagSafe On you go mate um, Okay um... Hello friends, Colin here the looks, the charm and the brains behind drug Term Memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've then introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee-haw other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate life is a little bit shit just now and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people then we will so check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory and you'll be able to get early access to shows ad free and lots of bonus content wow so um apple make three phones a year uh android make hundreds possibly thousands of phones a year they're starting to make phones with bigger and bigger screens they're making folding phones you're always going to find a flagship phone that's more expensive the argument isn't that the most expensive androids are for poor people the argument is that android is a budget entry system into smartphone usage for people that don't want to pay the full money for a proper phone like an iphone um I am glad that my iPhone offers less user control, less customization than an Android because I trust the good lads at Apple to design a phone properly in the first place. So I don't need to do all that shit to it because it comes right in the first place and it comes looking good and the way it needs to be. Um, In terms of lower quality displays, my iPhone screen's perfect for me. I don't ever look at it and think, oh, I wish that was sharper, I wish it was brighter. It's a phone screen. It does exactly what I need it to do. And the most popular camera in the world is an iPhone camera. There must be a reason for that. And you've said there that the MagSafe technology is stopping pacemakers. The MagSafe technology is basically a magnet in a phone so that the charger sticks to it. There's magnets in every single phone you can buy. So I, I dare say it's a more widespread problem than just an iPhone. I don't know who wrote this, but I hate you. You're a fucking idiot. And you've got me wind up already, so well done.
0: <laughs> um, I've got an iPhone. I have had an i Android phone way back, and it was a budget it was a budge, budgetary thing back in the day. I thought, right, I'll get a. I don't even think the fucking phone exists anymore. I can't even remember what it was called. So an HTC. Yes, it was an HTC. <laughs> yeah.
1: The HTC stands for the high tech company.
0: Oh, the high tech company. So yeah. like the high tech trainers back in the day, man, you get bullied That's for it. them. Um, I like the iPhone because I like the look at. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking noisy, noisy bitch again coming right in there. <laughs> it's
1: my fault. She's, I need to restart it. And I've not done it. So every fucking half hour or so she kicks in. Okay, right. Uh,
0: I like right right. I prefer the look of the iPhone and I prefer the operating system. That's the two reasons that I get iPhone, basically, and that's it. It's not, there's no better reason. Mm-hmm. That, that is it. I like the way it looks. I like the, the ease of... because I'm used to it now, just the ease of the way it works. Because Strider, one of our pals, will definitely... He's one of the guys that will say... Uh, I just get me a mega pictures, look what I can do. There's more customization. blah, blah, blah. Nah, so I don't care. It's just easier for me. And I think the world is easier, I think. I just think it's easier than anything else.
1: Yeah, Strider's been my friend for almost five years now and he doesn't save my name in his phone or any of our names in his phone because he knows our numbers off by heart. That's what you're dealing with, guys like Android. <laughs> so it's just nonsense. Um, here's one. You shouldn't be fined for your behaviour outside of work.
0: We actually miss one there that should be illegal for companies to advertise that a phone has a certain amount of space only for lots of it to be occupied by the operating system.
1: Um, it's annoying when that happens. However, when the, when an operating system is released, it's not a static thing that stays that size forever because the phone should be supported for two up to three years and they will produce updates to the operating system every three, six, nine months. And that will increase the size of that. So anything you've advertised at the start, Would become out of date very, very quickly, and I believe that is why they have to do it that way. Annoying, but it should certainly shouldn't be illegal, that's a silly viewpoint.
0: So, like you say, you shouldn't be fired for behaviour outside of work. It really depends on the behaviour, I think, (laughs) man. Like I think just clumping it together as behaviour does shouldn't count. Like I think if you're outside of work and you maybe voice an opinion that people don't agree with, you shouldn't be fired for that. You maybe say something daft or it's something you said a couple of years ago and things have changed, nah, you shouldn't be getting fired for that, I don't think. But if your behaviour is kicking a cat, maybe are, for example, I kinda I kinda think you should get sacked for that, Aye.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um it's it's just levels of behaviour, Jack, you're spot on. Um if you go out and murder somebody and go to jail you should be fired they can't just leave your job open for you for 20 years for you to come back um but yeah it just depends it also depends on I think in some ways rightly or wrongly it depends on how prominently you are in your work and how how and and how linked your work is to you if you're out there and you have your work all over your socials and what you do and stuff like that and you're out there saying unacceptable things then that does rightly or wrongly reflect on your workplace and Mm. that's when they can get involved and probably rightly so
0: Aye, I think you'd have to be off your nut to put in your Twitter bio. I work at Edinburgh Uni in the sociology department and then voice all these fucking mad opinions. Yeah, like, I think it's, that's it's definitely about the boys. Like, Don't do that.
1: I work, for, I work for Edinburgh University and I
0: like fingering dogs. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Off you pop, mate. Um, if you're going to lock a person up for 40 years, you might as well just kill them. <laughs>
1: Well, um, probably not and it's probably not for you to say um, if you lock somebody up for 40 years realistically you're locking them up for 20 years um, i had the choice of 20 years in jail or dying depending on the age at the time of the crime I've probably got a decision to make uh, I don't think you should just be
0: killing them instead so again it's punishment and rehabilitation that we spoke about yeah. earlier let's, That's not, just kill uh, yeah. let's, so, let's not kill anybody yeah. let's not kill anybody state sponsored killing basically uh, this is one for me probably pick eaters are fine and don't deserve the hate Picky eaters are just fine, and yeah, they just want to eat what they like, just like any other person would want to eat what they like. The only reason someone should be angry if a picky eater tries to make everyone else compensate for them, which um, isn't a problem of them being a picky eater, it's a problem of their personality. Picky eaters are just eat stuff they like. Give us a break. I'm quite a picky eater. I'm a really picky eater, but I would never, yeah, I wouldn't force it on. Like, say, oh no. I only want sausages so everybody else can only eat sausages because that is a bizarre personality trait if that's the way that you think life should be.
1: <laughs> I I find pick eaters quite annoying, but it's it's not annoying in the sense that they're interfering with me. I just think it's sad and it's a shame that they've not opened themselves up to other things that I'm pretty sure they would enjoy if they tried. Are uh, you going to be putting mushrooms in your next steak, mate? Uh, actually I actually had mushrooms this week in a risotto that I made. <laughs> I chopped them, I chopped them razor, <laughs> razor thin, and you actually couldn't taste them, but they did add to it. I'm doing Hello Fresh just now. Right. Um, so one of the HelloFresh things was a risotto, and I just did it, and you know what? It was fine, and I really enjoyed that risotto.
0: Yeah, this kind next of is a weird, though. I love wearing clothes that just come out of the dryer that are slightly uh, wet and warm. He's going to get the cold. <laughs> this is a nostalgia-based one children's shows nowadays are absolutely horrendous compared to what I watched as a kid. We, we just spoke about that either last week or... I can't remember because we're doing this in one recording. <laughs> but either last week or this week, it's just nostalgia that's getting to you there, mate. Yeah.
1: It's just nostalgia, and it's also the fact that there isn't actually children's TV anymore. There's preschool TV. And that's pretty much it in that market. So you're actually remembering things like The Queen's Nose and Green Chill and Biker Grove and stuff like that. And you're comparing it to CBBs and it's not, you're not comparing like for like there.
0: Or is, is, is there no sort of like, would you want to call preteen dramas or anything like that? Like your Biker Groves and Green house anymore? Do they not do them? That doesn't seem to be, mate. You get some wacky stuff on Nickelodeon, some wacky
1: stuff on like Cartoon Network and stuff like that. But if you, if you think about turn on the, turn on the TV in the afternoon, you don't get CITV anymore. You don't get CBBC. No, I get that. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. It's they just everything's moved to YouTube. They just don't have
0: dedicated kids' TV shows. I don't think for maybe seven, age seven and up it doesn't really exist. Cause we spoke about Bigger Grow before, for example. That was one of my favourites when I was younger, as a maybe 10, 11, 12, 13 year old. And it used to cover quite hard hitting issues: death, cancer, gayness, stuff like that. Like surely like if your parents are really going to be speaking to you about that stuff, like as much as in a panacea you would go to mummy and daddy and say, Oh, I feel a little bit different about my friend Billy in the, the class that doesn't happen. I don't think as, as much as we would like it to. So I, I think there's definitely a fucking space for that sort of that market where it's it's not a cartoon but it's facing issues that don't get spoke about. And it's if if that's not there, then it's not where the people learn that, is it? Just all on the internet now, then like you say, is all just fucking YouTube and Twitter and fucking Instagram and shit, and that's probably a dangerous path.
1: Yeah, I think it definitely is that, and it's a dangerous path because the internet's so wide and varied. And literally, I could create a website saying that drugs are really good; you should take loads of them. And <laughs> somebody could find that and take that the advice as golden, whereas. If you think about Biker Grove and Grange Hill and stuff like that, it was made with a little bit of responsibility in mind. It told told the truth. It didn't encourage bad behaviour. It showed people that if you made a choice, there was consequences quite often. It showed you what those consequences were. That's not always the case when you're just looking about online and seeing stuff. So, yeah, there's definitely a risk there for sure.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to actually skip one here because this sort of hooks in then. So I'd much rather let a 13-year-old play Doom or Resident Evil than let them have... Uh, unlimited access to social media apps and actively engaging with strangers i yeah i'll
1: be honest i, I don't think there's a the strangest things that is as, as a risk online social media probably not so much for me mm-hmm. but if you're going to be super super cautious letting them play doom and resident evil is safer than letting them go be go mad on facebook yes i agree
0: but that's the thing with uh again we're getting into really fucking quite deep stuff here just your social media algorithms then, that if if you are a 12, 13 year old and you you like a few things that you agree with per se as much as you can at that age, then you're just going to be fed more and more of that and that's just going to reinforce that opinion that you have at that age. You know, it does seem seem a little bit dangerous and yeah, sticking on doom and kidding on your fucking, uh, a zombie killer or whatever, that's, shouldn't they have a fucking massive impact on what you actually think of as reality? This is my opinion.
1: No, yeah, no, I get that as well. That's a good point.
0: Multiplayer is uh, killing video games and sucking the joy out of them. Single player and local co-op are far, far superior versions. I agree with that. When I buy games, we're speaking off of air, i bought Five Cross... Five... I'll get there. Far Cry 6 recently, and... Any game I buy, I only ever really play the single player version, just play it through by myself. That's um, just an interesting as well, I think.
1: Yeah, and I, I do enjoy online multiplayer, but I enjoy the solo stuff as well because I quite like I like I quite like playing games, putting the subtitles on in the game, and having podcasts and stuff playing in the background at the mm-hmm. same time. Um, with multiplayer, it's a little bit more social. You're in the party, you're talking to people, and I don't like doing that all the time. But I'll be honest, I've, I've done a lot of multiplayer over the last six months, so I'm quite enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, that says it's just. I'm a bit scared of online. To be perfectly honest with you, um, in case I get bullied or beat by a child. <laughs> <laughs> um, this next country weirdo. I always eat dessert before the dinner. Uh, <laughs> the dinner. I always eat dessert before dinner at a restaurant. Like, he doesn't, it's bullshit, like, <laughs> unless he's at a
1: buffet, if he's at a buffet, and he's in control of things, and he might do, but absolutely no cunt is going to have a restaurant, <laughs> sitting down, and the waiter's coming over with the menu and saying, could you give me dessert menu first please, because I'm a fucking crank, uh, yeah, it's just not happening, ask luck,
0: mate. get out. Um yeah. We don't need free college, uh, we need to acknowledge the fact that the majority of jobs asking for a degree right now don't actually require one to do the job effectively. That's a really good point, a really good point.
1: Um, there's a, I mean, you're in education, Jack, so you're probably far better in a place to talk about this than me, but there's a lot of jobs in my work just now where there's a lot of jobs that I do that I've worked myself up to in my work that somebody could commit out university with a degree and not be able to do. Um, A degree is almost a foot in the door for me, and it allows you to show that you're capable of certain things, but it doesn't just mean you're able to do a job. Yeah. Um and there's people that maybe don't have a degree that could do jobs just as good, and they don't get the foot in the door because they don't have the degree. Mm. So there's definitely something in that for me, absolutely.
0: Yeah, no, I tend to agree. There is something in there. The The, the only thing it sort of shows is you're committed to learning. Yes. Like you, you can do, uh, you get a, a degree three years, an honours four years, masters five years, PhD seven years. It shows a commitment to be able to, to stick to something and I think that is about the only thing you can take from it because in my job, um they 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 look for uh they look for a degree but then once you're on the job you need to do a PDA um you need to commit to doing that for a year or two years. You could walk in and do that straight from straight from school and just do the PDA over two years. You don't need the three years before it, but it does show a commitment to actual learning. So I can yeah. kind of get why my workplace says, look, shows you can do it for three years. Right, okay, now you've committed to doing that. You need to do another two years while working on a job to get that professional award thing. So it kind of swings and roundabouts, but there are some jobs, I'd imagine, asking for a degree that you could probably walk in in three months, six months on a job, you would be up to speed, bother.
1: Especially if you think about if you've got a job, and it's a it's you need a degree to get it. If there's somebody sitting there doing that job and they've been doing that job for twenty years, how valid is their twenty year old degree compared to the one that somebody else could be getting just now?
0: I've got a degree yes. in fucking risk management. What the fuck is that? Basically, like the only thing it showed was I, I could stick to something for four years. That's all it shows because I work yeah. in, ed, like it says, I'm I'm an educ, I'm not an educator but I work in education at the moment. So, yeah, I don't need my fucking risk management degree where you're talking about societal risks and fucking insurance fraud and shit to do the job I do just now. It just showed that I could do something and commit to it for a couple of years. That's it. Yeah. That's indeed.
1: Second last one here, AM and PM is dumb. Everyone should use 24-hour or military time.
0: Mate, you coming round at uh, 1800 hours to watch your football?
1: Uh, no, I'll be bit late, mate. You'll see me at 1822. Aye. Fuck that, it's for wankers. Just, just say 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, and what you're actually doing at that time should make it easy to determine whether you're talking about morning or not. Yeah,
0: it's context, mate. Uh, I'm going to deliver your roles at 6 tomorrow. I'm not. You know I'm not coming in at 6 p.m yeah exactly. you know i mean uh, yeah it's so all about context i can't really get behind that either um last one here most guys that are in the friend zone in inverted commas aren't even in the friend zone uh, they're just in the oh fuck, not this guy again zone <laughs> yes that's probably true and
1: that's probably true yeah
0: man. that's yeah. the
1: truest one all day actually
0: and do you know what the friend zone is a weird i'm gonna say weird place it's just a weird concept because it's almost like it's only ever guys that speak about being in the friend zone or ninety five percent of the time it's guys, right? Like, oh no, I'm in the friend zone. What what that sort of perpetuates is before I get in the friend zone, I could have definitely banged her. her. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> yeah. what's saying. Oh, I could have banged her, no I'm in the friend zone, which is a fucking ridiculous state of affairs to be in. Yeah. The friend zone as a whole, I think it just should be binned. It just shouldn't be a thing. Shouldn't be a term, in my opinion. If you're a friend, you're a friend. It's not a zone. If you're a pal with somebody, you're a pal with them. It's not a zone that you fall into, like no. because you thought you maybe could have shagged Charlene last week, but now you had a dinner and didn't kiss her, so you're in the friend zone. Fuck up, man. Geese peace. What does it say about you as a man, as a person that you think you're so self confident in yourself? Oh, fuck him. Joanne would have get shagged last week, now I'm in the friend zone. Fuck off, man. It's a ridiculous thing. Look how animated I'm getting, because this one actually annoys me. <laughs> yeah, this
1: is this is this is big stuff. Yeah,
0: <laughs> fuck me. It just fucking annoys me, man. It's not even a thing, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh,
1: I'm not going to add to that because I want to stay in Jack's friend zone. So <laughs> um let's just call it a day at that. Um that was a far longer episode than last week's. Um so that makes up for the shorter one. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um extra bonus content are coming up on Patreon, Jack, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, last week you would have seen the Would You Rather and that's probably a series we're going to do for the the next couple of weeks because Colin has got his Would You Rather book out and we'll have a little bit of discussion about that over the next couple of weeks. But as always, guys, thanks for tuning in and we'll speak to you soon. Bye.